0: Hello and welcome to The Plotting Shed. You're listening to Rachel McCartney, founder of plotplots.com and author of the book I Want to Like My Garden. Each week The Plotting Shed discusses different aspects of garden design but we focus on things that other books don't really talk about. Hope you enjoy this podcast and do please hit the subscribe now button so you don't miss another episode. Well, hello. Hello, good morning, and welcome to another edition of The Plotting Shed and thank you all so much for downloading and joining me and listening to my ramblings wherever you are in the world. I hope it is wonderful where you are and the sun is shining and that the birds are singing. By the way, just a quickie, if you can, and it will be hugely appreciated, hit the subscribe now button if you haven't already done it, and if you have, thank you very much. And also, maybe if you really like what I talk about, then if you go on my website, plantplots.com, then you will see there's a little button that you can support the show make a donation everything sort of helps to to just keep the keep the wheels well oiled so anything that you can do would be hugely appreciated and thank you very much if you do so this week borders we've talked about over the last couple of weeks formal gardens and informal gardens and how you can structure and and some rules and and thought processes that you can use to create a garden which are different than you'll read about in most garden design books but then probably all of you by now know that I tend to think a little bit differently and my premise always is with regard to garden design is how can somebody learn how to create a garden when they don't know much about plants and they don't really want to be an expert, dedicated gardener. And this is where always in magazines and books and everything that we see, all of the imagery and the, the knowledge that's given forth only ever relates to these amazing looking gardens that I'm not going to have one like that because I'm, I've am i got too many other things to do in my life. You know, I I, I don't have that ability to be completely dedicated to gardening nor can I afford to employ a gardener, and nor can I afford the outlay that creating that type of garden does. And it's one of those things, it really annoys me as well when you see in magazines, oh here you are, let's create this pop display for the spring and the summer and the autumn and the winter, and it's 30, 40, 50, 60 quid or whatever it is by the time you've done all what they've said. Well that to me isn't gardening, that's just spending money and creating effort for something that I've got other things I want to be doing. So I've always tried to be that interface between what do the high-end garden design experts and all of those type of people say and then translate it and give you a methodology and a route and a a way that you can then translate that from haute couture high-end design imagery and actually apply it in your garden. And that's why I use a lot of analogies simply because it's an easier way for you to grasp and understand how plants can be used in your garden. And that then turns data into information because information is something you can use to make your garden better. You don't want to hear about how you created that wonderful quarter of a million pound Chelsea show garden but I'm on my soapbox again, so I've got to get off it now. So borders, the whole thing is all about how you can make a border look brilliant easily and still be maintained by you and look like you know what you're doing and, it, and it's not as difficult as you think. So there are two things with borders. The first thing is where they are, the shape that they are, And then the second thing is what's in them. So we'll deal with the shape first. And this is where I am going to do a complete flip reversal as to what normally people do, because this is the normal methodology that you have your garden and you've got the lawn and you want to create a new flower bed. So you think, right, we'll go and put a border in there. We'll create a border shape. It might then be we'll have a round border, we'll have a square border, we'll have a long thin one running down the path or alongside the fence. But the point is, you make a border shape. Now, this in my mind is completely wrong. Because it builds a garden based on shapes that you're imposing in a space rather than creating a garden and then having shapes into which you plant. So the first thing is, don't make a border, think about the shapes. And what you need to think about is, if you put a border somewhere in a garden, how will it affect the big areas and the big shapes that you have? Because those are the most visually dominant ones, the lawn, the patio, seating areas, that kind of thing. If you start chipping into those shapes, the big ones, then the big ones begin to look out of shape. And when you look down on the garden from the bedroom window, what you have is an out of shape blob with lots of border shapes that you've imposed on the garden. And you end up with a kind of bitty approach. So my view is always the other way round and that you have to make the lawn shapes and the big shapes first. And whatever is left becomes where the borders are. Now that doesn't mean you can't extend those areas because you can contract the the main shape. So if you change the angle of the lawn to give yourself more space to, to plant, that's fine but don't chip into the lawn because you want to make the border a circle because it'll make the lawn look an odd shape. So that's the first thing. The second thing about when you're creating leftover spaces and you think, oh, crikey, but that's gonna look really weird. I've just got that funny little bit here and that funny little bit there. Well, that's where planting comes in because planting's really good at hiding funny little spaces. It will fill the space that it's got The second thing about creating a lawn shape rather than a border shape is you have to cut the grass on a weekly basis generally, and you need to think about making that really easy. I mean, some people enjoy cutting the grass, I know, um, but it is a bit of a chore. So you need to think about how the mower works and how you sweep round the garden cutting the grass, because if you're constantly having to wiggle jiggle the mower into awkward spaces to fit around where the border has been cut. It's a pain in the backside. And I'm all for easy, simple, get the chores done over as quickly as possible so I can enjoy being in the garden. You will end up now with a wide shape of a lawn that looks right from the upstairs window. It just looks like a nice shape. It's pleasing to the eye. And then we have, the borders are fitted in around the edge and now what we need to do is make those awkward shapes or unusual shapes not look like awkward and unusual shapes and it's how we plant them. Again this is where a lot of gardeners kind of get it wrong because this is probably what happens. Pop in the car and drive to the garden centre and you walk up and down the aisles picking out plants you like because you know it's a sunny border and so that plant likes the sun and that plant likes the sun and then you come back and you then walk around going well where shall I put that one and if I put that one here does that look not and it's unplanned and you get this pick and mix approach and it might work or your two plants that you bought at the same size one might stay the same size and the next one might get to be a six foot sub, and you haven't planned it and it goes wrong so there are ways now that you need to plan how to make your border look really really cool and this is it I talked last week about planting with boxes which I will just go over again in a minute but the starting point to planting any border is looking at how you're going to view it is the border next to you on a patio where you're going to be sitting or is it a border that you will be walking past because this determines where your starting point is. If you're at a border that you're walking past, your eyesight is anything from about four and a half, five feet above the ground. In some cases, be six feet, six and a half feet above the ground. But the point is, you don't walk along staring at your feet. You walk along staring at what's ahead of you. So if you start by planting at the bottom and work up, What you end up with is you fill the bottom space and then you don't have enough space left at ground level for those plants that need to be coming up at eye level. And you end up with a gap or you look at the fences. So the starting point of any garden is, what are you going to look at at eye level? Because the border isn't a two dimensional flat space. It's a three dimensional area and you have to fill that three-dimensional area. So you start at the top, and then you work down. So you need to sit there and think, in front of my eyes, what am I going to look at? Then underneath that, you'll put something lower, and then you'll have the space at the bottom that's left, And those are the plants that you put in as the little gap fillers. We don't start at the bottom and too many people go and buy these tiny little plants and fill the borders with plants that get to six inches tall. And you haven't filled that 3D space. Then you will have a thought through 3D box that is completely full and the border will look full. It will look deeper. It will look bigger. And it will fill that awkward space that you're trying to think of. Now, if we go back to last week's podcast when I talked about planting with boxes, and again, this is a completely shameless plug, I can totally admit, about where it is in my book, which is I Want to Like My Garden by Rachel McCartney. It's available on Amazon and available as an ebook. Have a look in the back of the book there. But I have created then a whole list of very normal you know plants that you would see in a garden center and applied a shape to them a box shape because this then when you've got your border space you can mark out and and sketch out how you need the boxes to fill that particular space and it's a much easier way for you to plan a border with a, a, a shape you understand than it is to sit there thinking about what plants would go in there And this is all about helping you make gardening easier for you. So if you can fill up that border by slotting together boxes, then you can sit there and think, right, what colour do I need those boxes to be? You can create a a colour scheme. You can colour the boxes in, in reds and oranges and blues or whatever you like, and you can see how it would look. Now, the other thing that you will find in the book which again then helps you planning a border is using what I've determined the plant wardrobe. It's an analogy that you can use to help you plan what your border is going to look like and the feel and how it's going to be. You're going to a day at the races, you know the kind of clothes that you would probably be wearing. If you were going to a business meeting, you know the kind of clothes that you're probably going to be wearing. Or if just sitting down with a bowl of popcorn, watching a film on a Friday night with the family, again, it will be a slightly different feel. But the point is, if you've got a familiar process in your head as to how you plan something, it's easier to go through when you're dealing with unfamiliar objects. With your border, you've drawn your boxes, Okay, you've coloured your boxes, know what sort of colours you want to have. Now you need to assign job titles to your boxes. And this is where the wardrobe comes in. Everyone has jeans and jumpers, everybody has tops and t-shirts and accessories. You don't plan an outfit around the accessories. You plan an outfit around the things that you need it to do. So for a day at the races, it will be formal posh dresses, formal suits, you know, they might be colorful, they might be floral, but they'd be bright. So you've got this visual idea of how you want the border to look. So you can then sit there and go, right, these boxes here, that box there, the big one there at the back, that's covering the fence, so I really need that to be there all year round. That's got to be a kind of jeans and jumper something that is always there, that is comfortable, that doesn't look horrible, that, that maybe I want a blue jumper that stays looking like that all year. And it's got to be five feet tall by four feet wide when it's fully grown. So now, when you go into the garden centre, you have a job description and a, a list of plants that you're looking for. I need a big blue plant that's evergreen, that gets to five foot by five foot, and likes being in the sunshine. It's much easier for you to find a right plant that fits what you need it to do in the border. You have planned you control the plants that are going in there you've thought about what it's going to do what it's going to look like and automatically because you've done that then the border that you create will do the job and have the function that you need it to have then the last little bit once you've bought your jeans and jumpers You've got summer tops and we might have tops for the winter, which means that you can have plants that flower at different times of the year. For example, you might want the border to be a bit yellow and blue in the spring. So you can look for spring colored yellow and blue flowers. But then in the summertime, you prefer orange. So now you're looking, your, your t-shirts and tops are going to orange. So you can walk up and down the garden centre thinking, I need a plant that flowers orange in the summer that gets to two feet wide, and it, it's got nice orange flowers. Then the last bits and any outfit are always the accessories, aren't they? And these are the things that just add a little wow factor. Now, accessories don't have to be plants. They can be interesting things. They can be your favourite gnome. They can be those steel gazing, um, stainless steel balls. They can be interesting objects that you found on your travels. They can be sculptures. They can be beautiful pots. They can be anything you like, but they will add to the border and give it something extra. They have it. Border design made simple well I hope made simple. I hope you follow the analogies and and I know it's sort of not saying okay this is how you plan and create a, a cottage style border or this style border but what I'm trying to do is give you a methodology that you can apply to any type and any border in the garden to help you get a better planting scheme because you've just thought about it in a slightly different way. Bye for now! Well, thank you for listening, you have been listening to Rachel McCartane of The Plotting Shed. If you've got any questions about this podcast, please email me, rachel at plantplots.com or you visit the website with loads of different information on garden design and gardening advice, along with planting plans that you can download, you can look at the designs that we've created, so do take a look. And please do hit the subscribe now button so you don't miss another episode. You can also donate if you go on to the website plantplots.com. There's a little button there saying you can buy me a coffee. So all donations will be hugely appreciated. Thank you very much. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your garden. Take care and stay well.